The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapters 9 and 10. Jesus went out through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And he called to him his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the 12 apostles are these. First, Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon, the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These 12 Jesus sent out, instructing them, go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and proclaim as you go, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, Cast out demons. You received without pain, give without pay. Acquire no gold, nor silver, nor copper for your belts, no bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor a staff, for the laborer deserves his food. In whatever town or village you enter, find out who's worthy in it and stay there until you depart. As you enter the house, greet it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly I say to you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they deli will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of the Father speaking through you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
We are his people, the sheep of his flock. So you kept singing over and over, as if you believed it were true. Even after praying, grant us faith to believe. Yes, we are his people, the sheep of his flock. Sheep that Jesus had found harassed and helpless without a shepherd until he had compassion, compassion for you. So if we are his people, the sheep of his flock is your ongoing refrain, then you aren't harassed and helpless anymore. Certainly not sheep without a shepherd. Your sheep who know your shepherd's voice and follow him all the way to that eternal salvation for which you prayed. But how all that happens is somewhat of a shock, even life-altering, as St. Matthew just made clear to you, inviting you, actually, right back to your prayer. Grant us faith. Almighty, eternal God. Matthew just said that Jesus went through all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the gospel, and healing every disease and every affliction. This is the high watermark that Matthew gives you today. Jesus, at the height of his success, as some would say. Everything's clicking, as if it had been planned, programmed. Every disease, every affliction, healed. No talk now from the Twelve like, we left all to follow you, what do we get for our investment in you? Not with healings throughout all the cities, and all the villages, non-stop, all the time. Until it did stop, our Lord stopped. The big pause to address the disciples, you. The harvest is plentiful, he said. That's good news but the laborers are few. Jesus had not come to be the world's healer, though he was very good at it. Make the world nicer, a more comfortable place. He had not come to hand out aspirin, but to break death by his own. He had come to rip the tongue out of the devil's mouth, shut him up forever, literally so, so that he's got nothing to say about you or the guy who bugs you. But there is this deal about the crowds who are harassed and helpless, 
the people in all those cities and all those villages to whom he's been proclaiming the gospel and healing every disease and every affliction. There are a million more cities and villages just like them. So many more harassed and helpless as you once were. You can tell them, as Jesus did, that whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live, and that everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. But how to get to that kind of believing that alters living by that kind of trust, that gives a real amen to his where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That's why Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages teaching and proclaiming and healing. But there is the blessed sacrament to be ordained so you can feed on heavenly things and live forever. And for that, the cross, the wounded side, born of a sadistic lance, but from which the blood in this chalice flows. So here's the shocker. After the stop, the big pause, our Lord says, pray. Pray earnestly. He stops to let you pray. He's taken your prayers into the plan. Actually, it is the plan that you become part of his humiliation, the condescension. Even as the apostle made the audacious claim that in his own flesh he was completing what was lacking in Christ's afflictions. Yes, he said that. Yes, pray. And while you're praying, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. It's all in that water in which you dip your finger. The healing, the raising, the cleansing, the casting out. Jesus goes to the cross. You go to the harassed and helpless. He's shown you how with what you eat here. And when you get to their cities and villages, stay in the house that welcomes you, he says. St. Luke actually underlines it. So does Mark, as you heard last week. Do not go from house to house. Eat what's given you. Receive from the harassed and helpless. Your job is not to put them out of business but welcome them into the flock where you dip your finger. 
the Jesus who had compassion for you has compassion for them too, through you. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do to you. That's where it starts, for Jesus and for you. Compassion starts with your prayers. As Jesus prays, yes, still prays for you. As the Spirit prays within you, even with sighs too deep for words. Nourish those sighs, even if they turn into tears, especially if they turn into tears. It's Jesus' tears in you, those spirit sighs in you. Keep dipping your finger in the water of his love, that big pool of his tears for you. They are his prayers for you. And feed on his grace. For the one you call Father is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. For while we were yet helpless, Christ died for us at the right time. It's the right time for mercy and grace and love. Who is there that does not need it? Here, with you. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen.